This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. <laughs> With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joining us now after a timely win, because it's easier to laugh at a joke after a win than it is after a three-game losing streak, Joe Ingles. Joe, good morning. Good, good morning. How are we doing? We're doing great, well. Joe, just great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right, we've got some fun stuff to talk to you about, but let's get the basketball out of the way. How good did you feel about the, uh, the Philly game? What are you thinking as you uh, drive in to go to work? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a good win. I think it was um, probably our most consistent um, kind of performance we've, we've kind of put out there. So it was, it was nice to play kind of full, four quarters. And um, I guess the things that we kind of focused on going into the game, to be able to execute them um, pretty well. For, for the course of a, of a full game was was really good. So um, we'll, we'll go in this morning and, and obviously find some stuff to to work on in that. But um, yeah, it was a it was a pretty good effort by by the guys last night. So the rebounding obviously Sunday wasn't good enough, and then you come out against Philly, which is a pretty good rebounding team, and you handle and hold your own on that. Was it simply a matter of emphasis, or what was the difference there? Uh, it's been an emphasis all year, so it was definitely more on the players. To, to I think at the end of the day, it's just us getting it done. It's not. I don't think it's something that you you go to practice and you pretend to box out against um, the coaches at practice or, or anything like that. We, we know we knew what we weren't doing, um, and we obviously had to, to fix that and fix it quickly because we had. I think they were the number one offensive rebounding team in the league coming right. into the game. So. Um, it was something that we we watched some film of, and 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 it's, it, it was little things. That I think it was um, a shot would go up, and the, we would turn around, and and the guys would come over our back and get a tip out or, or get it. And, and it's, I mean, it's pretty it's a pretty easy fix if you just turn around and um, kind of get a bit of contact with with your guy coming in. So um, it, it was a big focus going into the game because of the way they they play and the way they affect the game that way, leading the league in in offensive rebounding and. Um, it's nice to not just to, not just to talk about it, but to actually go in there and do it as well. So um, yeah, it was a, it was a good effort. So I keep thinking about what you told us last week. Yes, I actually listen and remember what you tell us. Uh, you had a conversation with Ricky Rubio before the Suns game, and he looked at the other end of warmups, and he's like, wow, I, I really don't know most of this team. And I know for a lot of us, and me included, but for a lot of fans too, we see you, we see Rudy, we see Quinn, we see Donovan, we think, ah, oh, you know, it's the same old jazz. But there are enough guys that they're just going to be these, for lack of a better term, you got little kids teachable moments for the team here through the first half of the season, doing stuff that maybe we take for granted, but you just got to tighten up the act as the season goes along and get better? Yeah, 100%. It's, it's, um, 
I think we'll see more continuity throughout the, the system and the way we play, obviously, as we, we play together more. Um, I mean, it's a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty big turnaround, really, with, with the amount of players, I mean, because we've, every year that I've been here for six seasons, we've, I don't know if we've had more than kind of three to five changes a year. Um, so to have, I think we had nine or ten or something this year. I think it was a, it was a pretty close to double figures. So um, when you're trying to implement, obviously, coach's system to to ten new players, it's it's pretty full on. And, and obviously, you guys know, and, and probably a lot of the fans of, of how complex our system is. And it's it's not just walk down and um, kind of go A to B to C. It's it's pretty full on. So I think it's taken guys. Um, a little while to adjust. I think I said a lot. Like Mike played the same system for, for 12, 13 years. Boy, I'm with Indiana. It's just guys have played in certain systems and um, it's just about getting those habits. And um, obviously last night was a good step forward, but we've, we've obviously got another pretty big test um, tomorrow as well. So, um, yeah, I think throughout the year, we'll obviously continue to watch film and get out there and practice and stuff and, and just keep fixing little things. And, um, at the end of the day, just try and be as consistent as we can um, and playing some, some really good basketball by the end of the year. So there's a big movement in this country called resistance, and I don't want to get political with you because I know you don't care, but I have a feeling nope. you're going to resist what I tell you here. i got to have you shoot more, Joe. It's as simple as that. You've got to be more involved in the offense. Uh, cool. Next question. <laughs> Do not re- see resisting it. I knew you would. Come on, man. I need you. We need you, Joe. Yeah. No, I know. I think uh, I actually said it yesterday. I think I can. I I know. It's the ultimate. That's the ultimate resistance right there. I want to hear his answer. I'm not talking about this. By the way, if you ever have to hang up on a salesperson or something, you feel bad about it, you want to get called back, while you're talking, just hit the button and hang up. (laughs) Why would you do that? Different while you're listening. You narcissist. (laughs) You take that down. (laughs) Oh, okay, you did. He's got to be more involved. He's too good. Yeah, for whatever reason, he uh, he's one of those guys who gets a thrill out of uh, passing the ball and spacing the floor. Okay, but not just space the floor. I Pass the ball, hey, fine. I brought this topic up. Uh, Joe, we were just discussing while we were waiting for you to come back that I brought this topic up last week. He's bringing it up this week. I guess it's going to be my turn next week. I don't know how this works. I just hang up every time you are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Joe, we want to talk field goal attempts. I click. Said, <laughs> I definitely um, can be more aggressive, and, and um, uh, I guess I'm still trying to figure it out. Is the, the coming off the bench and, and when to be aggressive and when not to? And um, uh, I said it yesterday. I think I'll, I'll continue to get better at it and finding when I can be aggressive, when it's when it's other guys' turns, when I'm trying to get other guys involved, and. Um, I mean, doing it, um, yeah, I think it'll just keep getting better and better. So, okay. Um, I'll shoot when I'm open. We, we can live with that. We can live with that. As, as you say, it's a work in progress because you just mentioned about how you have 10 new guys and all this stuff going on. That all makes sense to us. So we're okay with it, Joe. 
Thank you. So, appreciate it. So I wondered if the issue, and you don't really want to come on the air and talk about, uh, you know, all the tough issues you face on the court in basketball. I mean, I get that. You should. By the way, just side side note, you were talking about how uh, how complex coach's system is. So that got brought up to him last night, and you should have seen him backpedal from that. He doesn't want to be paying as, you know, the smartest coach in the NBA. So he ran away from that, and you're going to run away from this. I get that. But I think, trying to put myself in your shoes, you defer more when you're out there with kind of the finishing five, and I get how you see yourself as a third or fourth option because, of course, Mitchell's a good option, and Bogdanovich is obviously a very good option. And if you can get Rudy a dunk, that's a great option. So I get why you don't look for shots Mike then. Con- but Mike when, Conley's a great option. Too. Uh, and okay, right. We might as well list everybody. I don't want to leave anybody out. All right, but when you're out there with the bench group, you know, you or Donovan can be the best option on any given possession, but that requires you to kind of flip the switch based on which group you're with. Definitely. Um, Honestly, I think I've, especially the last couple of years, it's been um, it's been kind of the way I've I've had to play. I've obviously not this year, but the last couple of years I've started um, with like you've just mentioned some pretty impressive games, and um, even when I was starting, I would come out really early, um, and I'd go back in with Fave, and me and Fave would kind of control that second unit, and obviously play a ton of pick and roll together and um, obviously that that worked really well for us um, and it's similar this year I, I I just come in at a different time so I, I come in at the 6 or 7 and I come in for Donovan um, 95% of the time unless something's happening with, with foul trouble or something um, and play for a, a pretty kind of long stretch so I play with a few different lineups when I first get in obviously it's Mike and um basically the same the starting group without Donovan so we've still got Boyan and, and all that and then um, as those guys slowly trickle out of the game um, it, it's kind of not not my turn but we, we it, there's obviously more options for me to, to get the ball and um, and be aggressive so um, like I said it's not not necessarily flipping a switch because we, we always are going to be able to have a couple really good playmakers out on the court Um but just knowing, picking and choosing, obviously, when to to know that it's it's my turn. I think there was um, a couple of possessions in the second quarter yesterday. We real, obviously realised Mike Scott was guarding me, and so, so I played a couple of pick and rolls where other games they'll be guarding someone else. So we'll, we'll just we, we kind of figure it out on the fly as a team. We we can obviously um, with Quinn, like you've said, we've got an unbelievably smart coach that can. Um, kind of attack different mismatches at different times in, in pretty special ways. Uh, um, again, as much as you hate me saying it, it's just a, it's one of those things you, you keep learning as you go, you keep learning on the fly, and, and obviously keep getting better each week by week. You think that's a little bit of a compliment to your basketball acumen, I guess, because they, they're putting you in a bunch of different ex- situations, as you just described, and they believe that you can have success. Um, I don't know. You guys can judge if that's a good thing. I mean, obviously, I feel like, and I, and obviously, I know Coach feels like I can, I can help in different ways. I don't think I need to be out there just to play pick and roll, or I don't need to be out there just to space the floor or just right. to play defense. I think um, being able to play and being versatile enough to be able to play with different lineups. If it's like I said, that finishing group that we finished with last night, it's uh, I'm probably the last option, which is completely fine with me because we've got some really, really good players on the team and, and I'm happy to be that guy that 
to space the floor and if they don't leave me in the corner then Mike can get get to the rim easier or Donovan can get down to the rim without as much help so um, honestly I feel like the, the, the team we've got and the way we play and the unselfish guys we've got it's really going to be kind of different different guys each night or each week or whatever it is that are, they're going to play really well and um, I think you have to accept the role I think one of the we talk about it a lot one of the hardest things in the NBA is players accepting roles that yeah. they they either think they deserve more or they want more or um, if you can accept a role in a team and uh, I mean it's it's like me and Royce this year Royce obviously starting and I'm coming off the bench if I was a complete <laughs> decided I didn't want to help the team in any way I just would be a grumpy old man sitting on the end of the bench but uh, I want to help the team and, and flip side for Royce is he, he starts the game and we've kind of flip-flopped uh, a few different games who's, who's finished the game this year um, last night I did uh, I think the game before he he did um, but I think that's just a part of being in the NBA and being on a really good team and and obviously the end of the the, the end goal is to, to win and, uh, and that's what we're all here to do okay Joe I don't know if they have what's called an FCC in Australia <laughs> but can't. we do in the US here there's certain words you can't say on live radio, and you just said one of them, Joe. <laughs> what did I say? That, that body part. <laughs> that body part. You went on. south on us, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so we also have a thing called the dump button, so Yach hit it several times, so it probably didn't get out over the air. A complete, and then the word that followed, <laughs> Joe, I mean, come on, you know, we got to have a living here too, buddy. We're all in this together. <laughs> Is it bad that I have no idea what I said? I didn't think you did. No, I, I really think you didn't. just rolled <laughs> with it. Yeah, that was what I thought too. I actually maybe found it, it hilarious. It was way through natural. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was. Exactly. So I knew you realized you didn't say it. Yeah. But yeah, it was authentic, uh, as Jacques just I, said. I, yeah, it was, I, was I apologize to all the listeners for saying a word that I have no idea what I just said. Uh, the good news is they didn't hear it. I'm pretty sure the way Jacques, it's a, it's a uh, plastic thing. It's a, I think Jacques just shattered it. He hit it so hard. Like, we're making sure that's not going on the air. All right, let's uh, let's get to the fun stuff now, since you just made a natural transition there. Uh, during the game, the cameras caught you and Embiid having, we'll label it an animated discussion. Honestly, I thought you were both enjoying it just a little too much. You had a lot, there was some trash talking going on there. And I'm curious, aside from what you said, which we all want to know, I'm also curious if that's something you kind of have to do to get yourself going, and if you were really quiet, you'd end up not being as good a player. Oh, I definitely think, and I think um, not that it's um, a great reason why I was quiet but obviously the stuff I was going through last year with Jacob I think that that showed I think um, I was from that kind of November to January patch when we were going through Jacob's assessments and and diagnosis um, I was so obviously worried about that and Renee and Miller and Jacob that, um, that I was quiet and, and kind of in my own head thinking about obviously kind of thinking about completely different thing but um, and I wasn't playing well obviously I knew that you guys probably wrote or not you guys some of some uh, wonderful reporters probably wrote some crazy stats and articles about it but um, for me it's uh, I just I, 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 I caught out with Brett Brown after the game last night and I, I've especially the last few years since having the kids and all that I, I go out there and obviously I know it's my job and I, I, I take it extremely serious but I, I, 
I enjoy being out there. I've, I've started playing basketball because I love I love playing basketball and have fun playing basketball. And I think for me, if I ever um, took that other path of, of not being me out there, then then I I don't know. I just don't think I'd have as much fun. And um, I love the fact that I can go out there and do my job and obviously do it to, to the best of my ability. But then I get to go home um, to a pretty amazing family and kids and. Um, that, that perspective for me is especially even more since I think they always say it, obviously once you have kids you, you get it but then once you go through something else and, and what we did with Jacob it just opened my eyes even more and um, man, I, like, I absolutely love going out there and playing, I have fun while I play and I think that for me is the, the best way for me to play um, and yeah that's what I'm going to do if people think I'm not taking it serious or I, I'm having too much fun out there then um, cool because I'm, uh, I'm going to keep doing it because I love my job and I, I love that I get to go out there and compete and play at a high level and um, it's just me I'm going to talk I like talking <laughs> uh, Brett Brown he coached in Australia for a number of years didn't he is that where you have the relationship with him yeah, he started coaching out, out in Australia. Um, then he was actually our national coach for Australia for four years as well uh, before our, our recent uh, the coach now. So um, got a really good relationship with him and don't get to see him that often. So it was, it was really cool to, to sneak into his office after and chat with him for 20 minutes. Joe Ingles joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So... Uh Quinn always hits you up with something new. What's what's the next thing you think? What's the focus of the video now going forward? Is it going to be not fouling so much? Um, I don't know. Did we foul last night? Uh, they shot more than 30 free throws, so yeah. Oh, well, we'll try not to foul as much, I guess. Um, what else didn't we do? You guys watch the game. What do we do? Uh, let's see. Uh, what didn't you do? Well, I mean, you can you can argue that you let them back in the game a little bit, but I don't I don't really think a ten point lead with six seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter is that big of a lead. So, uh, yeah, I guess you a little bit of a lead, but not much. If it was twenty, it would have been uh, a different story, I guess. You guys are horrible. That's ter- they two terrible things. I mean, that's the only thing. I'm, I'm reaching here. I mean, I guess I, I can talk no, about your dirty mouth if you want. But. I think, I think uh, I'm actually I'm heading in there right now. So we'll, we'll obviously get to watch some film and, and do all that. But, um, I mean, there's always things. I think a couple of times... We, we, we let I, I know a couple of times with, with the drive let it getting blown by um, they still had a few offensive rebounds which I, I'm sure we can clean up I think I had a laugh to myself last night I think Embiid shot like 18 free throws or something yes he did 16 of 18 um, yeah that's what that's actually what I said to him when we got in a nice discussion I told him he was way too tall and big to be flopping like that okay. <laughs> um, nice but it was actually funny because Obviously, he just got suspended for getting in a yeah. bloody UFC fight. Right. Um, but he's actually, I, I, and I don't know him very well at all, so I'm not going to, like, put my house on it, but he, he seems like a really, really nice guy. He was, like, laughing and having fun out there, and that personality, obviously, as you've stated, is 
um, kind of like how I like to play. And then I actually saw him. I saw him after um, when I was talking to, to Brett Brown and um, had a quick chat with him there. And I mean, he seems like a really nice guy. So whatever him and um, Carl Anthony Towns have against each other must be serious because he seems like a really nice guy. So. Yeah. All right, Joe. Oh, whatever. We will let I'll you. Take Rudy any day of the week. There you sure. go. Hey, we'll let you go. We appreciate a few minutes, and uh, good luck, and we'll talk to you again next week. No worries. Appreciate it, guys. All right. There's Joe. <laughs> I knew he didn't know he said it. No, he, he just blew right through. Yeah. Just like, you could tell. There was, there was a yield sign there? I didn't see that. I didn't see he that was, stop sign. He was in the moment. I think Yach's filling him in right now. He was in the moment. Yeah. As far as uh, his role on the team, and it, as locker room talk goes, it, it, that would be very mild. But for sure. uh, on the radio, that's because they're asking him to just almost be totally different—not totally different. No, but, I think he, he has different. he has two really different roles. He's got to be two different players. Well, especially compared to last season, right? That when the finishing group, you know, it probably is. There's probably one way he has to play, and that probably comes more naturally to him and is easier for him to do. But I think when he's out there with that bench group, they, they really need his scoring and uh, him to be creative with the ball, get easy shots for other guys, and to score himself. He's got to really step forward there. That's where Quinn Snyder has to figure all this out. It's a big, huge puzzle, puzzle. now. And he, it's his job to put these pieces together to the maximum ability, whatever that might be. And that's why I think that what we were talking about earlier, which we can get to here in the next segment, win a little more than your share. Don't be 13th in the West and have to dig out of some big hole like you had to do last year and some other seasons where they've been running. I don't anticipate that happening. Right. And you looked up the number and we got to this earlier. I was talking about, hey, through 20 games, they're often 9-11 and 11 or 10-10. and 10. they got to be a little better than that. And I'd take 12-8 and eight right now. i just sign off. I didn't say, hey, they got a bunch of new guys, and if they're 12 and 8, it's probably good enough. You pointed out how often they've had losing records in January. Don't dig that kind of hole. I'm going 13 and 7. There it is. Raise the bar. All right, DJ and PK. When we come back, everything you missed in this show, Kyle Whittingham, Craig Bullerjack, Joe Ingles, the Jazz and the Sixers, we'll wrap it up all in one nice, neat segment if you're a little late to the party. We'll get to that next. DJ and PK is brought to you in part by Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save at Diamond Airport Parking. Big show. Big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? BYU smashed Utah State, and I know the wheels were wobbling with the Aggies a little bit coming into this game, but that is not the outcome I anticipated. BYU just ran over the Aggies. They sure did. BYU's defense has struggled against the run, limiting the Aggies to 127 rushing yards, and the offense, they have 418 passing yards in that game. This is now BYU beating two out of their three rivals. Are you extend Kalani or don't extend Kalani? There are some things that could be done better, but I think he should be extended. I think he's the right man for the job, and I didn't need to see that game to think. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Listen, I, I, I'm a fan of basketball as well, you know, not just a coach, and so I, I feel for that. You know, I understand that. We obviously have to do what's right by our players. You know, we have to. It's our, it's our duty. And for a fan, it's just it's really a tough one. And there's no answer. There's no correct answer that I'm going to give you that will satisfy that person that you're talking about.
That's Doc Rivers. Rest and load management is what he was talking about when he was here in Kawhi Leonard sat, and now Kawhi's got a, a knee injury of some type, and the league's involved, and they could be fined a hundred grand if they don't handle things the right way. But they handle things the right way. And Ballmer's worth about a hundred billion. <laughs> so you can find him a hundred grand. I think he's really only worth twenty billion. Only and, twenty billion. And they a win phrase the title like say. they did in Toronto last year. So what? Yeah, right. Does he care? I agree with what Doc is saying there. I believe that he feels for the game itself because he is a fan. And no matter what he says, it's not going to satisfy the people who are upset by it. And he's in a tough spot here because Kawhi Leonard is obviously a great asset. But Kawhi Leonard is signed for three years, but it's two years and an option. And we already saw Kawhi sit for a year and then leave San Antonio. If you're the Clippers, you can't risk that. If Kawhi thinks he needs to sit, you got to try and go to bat for him. Well, you just sit him. I don't know. You go to bat for him. I mean, you just sit. well, you got to go to bat for him with the league and get the okay to sit and not do the fine. And well, then I guess if you don't do that, then you just pay the fine. and then you just pay the fine if you can't win that. Yeah, they'll just. Sit but him. you can't say Kawhi, go play. Dang it, suck it up, because then he's. Oh, they're to... not going to say that. Right. I agree then with he'll you. shut it down for a year and he'll leave, just like he did in San Antonio. So he'll pout. Yeah. You know, Kawhi Leonard is going to pout. Well, he sat for a year in San Antonio and then he left, and then. Toronto took care of him and won a title, although he left anyway there, too. <laughs> There's nowhere else to go. Now he's in Southern California. Yeah, where are you going to go? Where he wants to be. Lakers, I guess, right? But the Clippers aren't going to rest that. They're going to sit him. They did sit him, and they lost to the Bucks 129-124. Bucks and Jazz both play last night, both off tonight, and then they'll meet here in Utah tomorrow, so the same amount of rest and all that stuff. Giannis Antetokounmpo, as you might expect, had a massive game. 38 points, 16 boards, 9 oh, assists. He's a player. Exactly. I hope he sits tomorrow. The J- <laughs> <laughs> we actually have had people that the question of the morning here, uh, you know, what do you, basically what do you think of that Sixers win with Ben Simmons only playing 10 minutes? You know, he's, I think most people would say he's their second best player and beats their best and then Simmons. And he only plays 10 minutes. And we've had people pointing out the list of players the Jazz have already missed. Eight minutes, or eight minutes, eight games into the season. And they haven't played Aiton in Phoenix. And they didn't play Kawhi and Paul George the first time they played the Clippers. They didn't play Paul George the second time they played the Clippers. Now they miss uh, all but 10 minutes of Simmons. I don't know who I'm leaving out. They're about to see the Warriors who... No. Don't have anybody who played in the playoffs last year anymore. It's all turning over there. But everybody faces that with the Warriors. That's so true. that's no advantage right. relative well, to what everybody and else has. And with Aiton's out 25 games. So. Hey, Aiton ain't no Aiton. There it is. But actually, yeah, I don't know. that. That's going to be interesting with Phoenix because. Uh, if they're crushing it without Aiton, how much do you mess Countryman it up? countryman, Baines, is just going nuts. And Barkley was on the station down there yesterday just praising Baines big time. So are they going to catch up to him? Because he's been in the league, so it's not like there isn't a scouting report on him, but there isn't a scouting report on him and a focus on him when he's playing as big a role for the club as he is now. So is that going to change? I don't uh, know. It's something yeah. to watch. It's one of the yeah. more uh, – it's not going to be a headliner. It's still an intriguing storyline. It's an, and it's a team in the West and a team where I used to live, so 
I'm going to have natural interest in. But it. they're they're five and two. If they play at this pace, then they're right in the mix with everybody else. They weren't on the preseason list to be in this spot. I would be very surprised. I would make that big of a jump. I would too. But nonetheless, we're going to watch. You and I are going to watch. Every Suns score, even if we're not watching the game, we're going to be tracking the scores. Are they going to keep this up? And all the other people who are hardcore into it are going to be doing the same thing. I'm going to break out my Phoenix Suns gear, man. It's been gathering dust. <laughs> Air that stuff out, baby. Uh, over the years. Yeah, I mean, they've been so bad for, for 10 years. with something, something to watch, and it can be fun. I mean, how many teams have had that dramatic of a turnaround? I mean, they haven't had it. But I'm just wondering how many teams can you recall doing something along those I lines? I think the record is when David Robinson got drafted and the, there was a massive, I don't know what it was, 35-40 game jump or something like that in the Spurs. Yeah, you know that they went, uh, the Suns, I, just, I got it in front of me, I just looked it up. 2003-2004, they were 29-53. and 53 were 13th in the West. The very next year, the very next year, they went 62 and 20. How about that for a turnaround? Give me those numbers again. So in 2003-04, mm-hmm. they were 29 and 53. So from 29 to 62? From 13th to 1st. So a 33, 33-win jump. Yes. You know the big difference there? Steve Nash? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Nets got Jason Kidd and picked up 26 wins. That was a big turnaround. And then in 87-88, they were 28-54. and 54, And in 88-89, they went to 55-27. and 27. And I think that's when Tom Chambers came. That was a free agent. Was it Seattle? San Diego? No, San Diego, they were Clippers in L.A. by then. So they, they signed Chambers, and they had uh, completed that trade, Kevin Johnson. Huh. I think they got Hornacek. That was right around the time Hornacek came out. Spurs had a 36-game turnaround when they got Duncan because Robinson had sat out the whole year and only played like six games. Uh, yeah. But so that's, that's a heck a of a turnaround. misleading. Yeah, you think? <laughs> got I mean, two number ones. orchestrated. I yeah. mean, you could say, that I'm sure whatever year the LeBron came in the league 17 years ago, the year before uh, – but, it, but those are understandable. This one would be almost out of the blue if they pulled it off. Cleveland picked up 33 wins when they yeah. brought LeBron back, but it's LeBron, so you know it's a big step back. Right. His, his second That's obvious. There. Yeah. And this would be out of the blue, really. I mean, they were no, nobody put them in the playoff mix in a conference where everybody thought there were 10 teams fighting for eight spots. Everybody had them in the bottom third. So good start for them. The Suns are 5-2 and two out of the gate. They're playing tonight. They're playing the Miami Heat. So we'll see what they do there. And the Clippers will be playing with Kawhi Leonard back in the lineup tonight against the Blazers. I'll be watching that game. That's a TNT, right? The Thursday game? The second, I believe is it is. Game? Yes, that is the second game on TNT. Well, I'll at least be uh, watching it to a degree. The first game is Celtics and Hornets. Gordon Hayward is playing big minutes and scoring a lot of points. Yeah. He's got a scoring average up around 20. It's a small sample size. They're only six games well, I in. I think we're going to find that. He's a year removed from the massive injury. And there it is. Yeah. And also and, the roster's and built what's differently. And his face? Uh, right. Irving is gone. Irving's gone. Mm-hmm. Now they got Kimball Walker there, but 
I don't think he's as big of a ball hog. And I think the whole theory on him in Charlotte is that maybe he shot so much because he had to and surrounded by better teammates in Boston, maybe he will set some guys up and get him some easier shots. Even if he's still ball dominant, he can still get guys easy shots. I don't wish evil upon Hayward by any stretch. Now that the Jazz are good, they've rebounded. They've come out of it just fine. So, Gordon, go do your thing. This is what you've always wanted. The thank, the thank you, Utah, he'll admit when he is in his 40s and 50s, that was stupid, but big deal. If that's the worst thing he does in the life, it's not too bad. I mean, he's got Charlie and Bernie and, and the other daughter to raise, and his wife is very active on social media. Celtics and Hornets early tonight, Blazers and Clippers late, and you got an NFL game, Chargers and Raiders tonight, which you can hear here on well, The Zone. I'm looking forward to watching London and Oakland. <laughs> that's London and Vegas. No, they're Oakland now. Yeah, they should drop that. They should just be the Raiders. That's the brand. Oakland, L.A., Vegas, Oakland is saying it. What? Just be the Raiders. Winnemucca, maybe. The go Raiders. Tonopah. <laughs> Tonopah. Somewhere in between. Winnemucca. Because you're only a state away. Battle Mountain, baby. <laughs> the Battle Mountain Raiders. <laughs> the traffic on I-80 is horrible. The time I was in Battle Mountain getting gas, and this guy comes emerges out of nowhere. And he asked for money, and I said I didn't have any. You call your life elevated? That's not elevated. Because he looked at my license license plate. plate. He's screaming at me. I got nervous. Yeah. Because Uh, I didn't know what uh, this guy was going to do. Yeah. So, again, get me out of here. I'm out of Battle Mountain. And I was driving to Santa Cruz for personal reasons, and then on the way back, I got a ticket in Battle Mountain. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of activity there in Battle Mountain. I know. All right, we had uh, Kyle Whittingham on. You ran by your theory, Jalen Johnson, best defensive back in Utah history. Oh yeah, no question. Uh, he said, "What about Eric Weddle? What about him? <laughs> well, what about him being one and Jalen being two? No, when it's said and done, Jalen Johnson is going to be better. Well, that's a pretty big mountain to climb for Jalen Johnson there. But you were predicting fifteen year career for him, which you know I never do for it. NFL guys. If he wants it, ten. He may not want it. And I'm predicting a Hall of Fame. He's going to be the Mike Haynes of Utah football. He's the greatest Arizona State defensive back? Mike Haynes? Yeah. Hall of Fame? You may have heard of him. I have. I watched him play a time or two. <laughs> he was in your division, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah, he was really good. Played for the Raiders for quite a while and matched up with some of those... Uh, talented charger receiver so yeah i saw him he's good that's why he's in the hall all right anything else uh joe ingles doesn't want to talk about how many shots he's taking but we like that was it six of 11 last night yeah yeah i like that and particularly at home his threes energize everyone big time light up the crowd crowd loves it yeah because he's such a crowd favorite and when he shoots it in, it goes in. Everyone is so happy for him, happy for the team, and it just you feel a surge of energy just rushing through the arena and through the team. Everybody loves it. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Your feedback is coming up next. We'll get to all of your takes. DJ and PK is brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Why are we sitting here talking like Ben Simmons is going to drop freaking 30 points on the Jazz? Howell Neto played better on offense than I think Ben Simmons would have the entire game. 
this is still a great win. My top three reasons for listening are number one, I love sports. Number two, I love to have verbal arguments with PK in my car because I always win. And number three, I can't wait to hear what PK will say next. PK singing, DJ's calling out Debbie's and California Freeway Systems. <laughs> there it is. That's why we listen. <laughs> Who was that one? <laughs> that one last one was Craig. Craig, that was a home run, man. <laughs> so I'm on the 405. You don't really sound like a Debbie. Well, I've been one for a long, long time. time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Never been on the 110. Goes right down to the water. <laughs> Where I lived. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, so what was that? It was my singing. DJ calling out Debbie's and the California, California freeway, freeway system. PK singing, DJ's calling out Debbie's and California freeway systems. Those are three things, and you're bound to get one of the three in any given hour. Oh, that's funny. That's a great one. We need to, we need to explore that. we got to remember that for the offseason. I'll we add won't. it to we the won't, summer topic but list. Okay. And that was seriously funny right there. Uh, Sergeant tweets at a Silver State Raiders sounds so much better than Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know that they've decided on what's the city or state. Yeah, I think they're going to be selling Vegas. Are they? That would be my guess. What's the difference? It should just be the Raiders. Hmm. Just be the Raiders. Well, the the Las Vegas else. Raiders dash for now. <laughs> <laughs> Your feedback brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. The big discussion this morning, what do you think of the Jazz win? They beat the Sixers, but without Ben Simmons, just played 10 minutes early in the game, hurt his shoulder, and left. Chad says, Ben, who? That guy that won the I'm Not a Rookie, I'm the Sophomore of the Year award? That's the guy. A lot of versions of that coming in. Yeah. Fritz says, a win is a win, and I'll take 50 more, please. I agree. Ultimately, that's all that matters. Five and three, baby. That'd be 55. 50 more. Take it. Sign off on 55 right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, that you cannot drive that on the California freeway systems most of the time. Too much traffic. Yes. You can only play with who is on the court, Brian says. That still counts as a win. It do. That's pretty much the gist of what we're getting. They're jazz fans. They want wins. If Ben takes off, so be it. What did you say, Yogg? Got a few people weighing in on Twitter with their three reasons why they listen as well. I can't think of any other reason, honestly. The narcissism is fantastic. That was in response <laughs> to a tweet. <laughs> three reasons? No, three reasons from you, Chaster Trailer. Uh, PK, PK, and PK. Is there any other answer? At Jacob C. Hatch. And Yawk tweeted back, I can't think of any other reason, honestly. The narcissism is fantastic. And he starred the narcissism. Well, it, to, be, to me, listening to the morning show... And real estate, it's only two reasons spread over six. Location, location, location. And what did uh, you just trailer say? PK, PK, PK. I love it. There's one other one here. Uh, X-Ray Trey says, gotta love the Joe. 
<laughs> exactly. After Joe had to hit the old dump button there as Joe got all wound up. Hey, we're just, we're men. We're talking about ball. It happens. <laughs> it is. He's being authentic. But I like you. Moment. He asked what, and then you put in, you just put two asterisks where the S's yes. should be. At that point, why not just say it? Standards, PK. <laughs> Well, you're a narcissist. What am I? <laughs> I don't know what a you consummate are. Consummate professional. A pro, a pro, I guess. The the ultimate professional. Uh, Hence to it. But I mean, you just basically put yeah, it out there. there you is. just. I debated going with six, six asterisks, but at that point, why not just put a couple S's and away you go. DJ and PK, we're out of time. Tony and Austin are up next. We'll see you tomorrow.